we would uh, talk about Tyler's Twitch stream. Oh. Because he just got yeah, what? done playing <laughs> the game we're going to talk about. Well, yeah. I'm not totally done yet. I still have to beat all of the uh, the Valkyries. Uh, well, I have to save all the Valkyries, actually. And uh, I still have to do a bunch of like side questing and stuff like that. But I'm done with the story. Good, good. Well, that's enough for us to be able to talk then. I tuned in once when you were fighting a Valkyrie. I watched you fight for like an hour and you didn't beat it. So that yeah. was uh, fun. Um, <laughs> and then I tuned in the second time to see you beating the game and i was like oh wow that was that was quicker than i expected you must have been playing it a lot i i play so i stream every day for about uh, about two hours uh um just for god of war and then i have another one where i do some like book reading but yeah the god of war one so about two hours a day seven days a week is about 14 hours a week um, and that's minimum because when I was when I played it uh, when I played it on Saturday uh, for a stream, I think I went for like three four hours maybe, and then just to the last one since it was the end of the like main story, I then played it for like three and a half four hours. So you know uh, that's just kind of how things go uh, when you're when you're live streaming. I guess is sometimes you just get you get pulled into the story and uh people are there so you you just keep going but. well this one is a crazy story to get pulled into and we'll talk about that in a few minutes here but i'll start by saying this like i never really got into this series before ps4 because a it's called god of war i was like i'm not gonna play a game called god of war i i follow jesus and he's peaceful <laughs> My Christianese, yeah. uh, but then like whenever I saw these other games, they're always just so like violent. Oh, and my goodness. after after I played the PS4 one, I was like, "This was amazing! I need to go play the other one." So I I got it. I was like, I played it for like six minutes. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I don't like this game. This is not the one that like apparently the PS4 completely redesigned what this game is." Uh, because the old ones are nothing like it. They're they're very violent, as you would expect from a title, and like like senselessly violent as well. So, uh, so yeah, I wasn't a Christian uh, back when these games came out, and uh, I played them all. Um, I thought they were great um, at the time because you know that's that's what was cool at the time, right? So like. It was all about being the coolest person in the crowd, going around and just just doing as much damage as you could to everything. Because it was all about like combos and like how much like how many times you could hit somebody in the air. Which like thinking about that is weird, um, you know that that would be a thing. Uh, but video games are weird and nerd culture is weird, and I love it sometimes and I hate it at other times. So, uh, yeah. So when I was, I, I used to like, I was like in love with these games, and that. Then when I saw that they were releasing a new one, I'm like, I was a Christian at the time, so I was like, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know, because I played those old ones, and I was like, those were violent to say the least, and. Uh, there was full of, you know, uh, nudity and stuff like that, I'm pretty sure, with, like, the older ones, if I remember right. So, like, it wasn't something that I was like, I want to get into. And then uh, I heard everybody talking about it, and they're like, no, this is, like, a completely different game. It's like, 
it's it's more of like an that like role playing game element and uh it, it has a lot more like it's all story driven like it's all between like this father and son like that's the entire story and i'm just like oh what? doesn't sound like the same game at all <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound like god of war at all how about how is it gonna like hold up then like is it gonna be good still and then you were like yeah it's a good game you should definitely play it and i was like okay yeah i'll get into it i did and i i didn't i did not regret it yeah no the new god of war is spectacular yeah it's uh it is quite a video gaming feat even in the sense that i don't know if you noticed but the camera never changes it's always it's always behind you it's one camera shot for an entire video game beautiful they never like cut scene let's move it's like nope still with you the whole time even when you're like on the menu and you hit start, it just like, <laughs> like it just starts well, right there. He's standing at a tree. You hit start. The menu doesn't even leave to load. It just starts on the menu. There screen. was, yeah, there was one time where it left his uh, like shoulder view. Um, and that was towards the end of the game when I was fighting uh, Boulder. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I haven't played it in a few years now. Um, but like you said, it was a, really good story, really good kind of father son type story too. And, uh, at the time I had been reading through, uh, the unseen realm by the Bible scholar, Michael Heiser. And so I was, yeah, so I was playing this game and because that book was starting to help me rethink a lot of, um, the ancient biblical worldview, I was like playing this game also thinking theologically like, okay, there are giants in this game, God of War. There are giants in the Bible. This is not shocking because lots of cultures have stories of, of these giants. So like, is this a, is this like a collected memory type thing and everyone's telling it in their own way or what's going on here? You know, like where did these, uh, um, where did all these thoughts, come from and and what are they doing so so i'm also like while i'm playing it trying to like kind of connect dots if i can i know it's a video game and it's not even it's working off the lore of uh norse mythology and greek mythology yeah they're working off that lore, but i'm sure they're loosely really yeah (laughs) so they're using all that yeah yeah it seemed like it was pulling from all of like the world's uh, mythologies um you saw some of the more like uh confucian symbols uh when they were looking at like a lot of the boards in the game uh you saw some like confucius symbols um you saw norse and greek mythology obviously because god of war the original games were greek and god of war the um the new game is is uh norwegian um, Norse mythology, and but they also had the pharaoh, um, the Ra symbol of Ra, oh. in like the same one with like Kratos's God of War symbol, which is uh, Omega. I know, like I noticed, and I'm like, that's weird. Why is God of War Omega? That's that's weird. Um, that's but he's Greek, so they're probably just being cool with it. They're trying to be like, oh, look, look how cool we are. He's the he's the end. Ha ha ha. But. 
they, they like you look at like the raw symbol the confucius symbol and everything kind of together so i'm thinking they're trying to build a bigger world um i'm excited gameplay wise what that means but uh spiritually it's just all over the place so obviously i don't yeah. think they have any spiritual implication for any of this <laughs> yeah no there was nothing where i was like oh i, I see jesus in this game if anything it was more like uh i think i probably already gave the spiritual implication that i i really had you know you yeah. see like giants and whatnot and so for me like part of the opening or part of my like trying to think through this while i'm playing it was i don't always look at a lot of other religions of other cultures and as i'm looking at this one and i know the bible i'm trying to think whatever pieces they are borrowing where might there be like this um kind of ancient thinking where i would see like the bible either critiquing the rest of, and obviously that's pretty obvious you know all these oh yeah yeah all these <laughs> false gods and whatnot um but uh but yeah it's nonetheless it's it's a quite uh beautiful world that i not world view but world like the art to this game story to this game um some of the narrative to actually you know there could be you you do see this i don't want to do spoilers this game's been around yeah, for a this, while but you here here spoiler <laughs> alert leave now <laughs> If you do not want the game spoiled for you, mm. three, two, one. If you're not gone, it's your fault. Okay. Okay. You're good. All right. So, w with uh, the kid finding out that he's what a demigod or something, uh, he he instantly realizes like, oh, I'm a powerful being. I can do whatever I want. Uh, people are stupid and and ants, and I can conquer them all and i don't need to serve them they're all a bunch of stupid you know it was like an instant uh look at like power and what it can do to you and it, it painted a good picture of of the false gods of the yeah. bible is that like they exist the stories that they spin are you exist to serve me so feed me that's what sacrifices were for all the false gods not for yahweh not for the real god he he accepted sacrifices, but they weren't like to keep him full. He didn't need to eat. But all the other, all the other uh, false gods, like they, uh, John Walton, Bible scholar, calls it. Uh, oh, what was it? Oh no! Oh, uh, the grand symbiosis is what he calls Going it. So it's essentially, <laughs> <laughs> the grand symbiosis, which more or less was in uh the ancient cultures of false gods they needed you to serve them you were created by them to do all the things that they need you need to feed them you need to treat them like a king and because you do that they might care about you a little bit and like make a deal where it's like i'll keep you safe so literally so literally these gods these false gods we're children because that is how children are. You treat them like kings. You give them everything they need. You feed them. You bathe them. You clean up their their areas so they don't get sick and they don't die off. 
these false gods are just, just children with they're a lot all, of power. <laughs> they're all Loki. Boy. They're all that boy in the boy. God of War game. Where it's just like, I got power. I can do whatever I want. Everyone can serve me. Humanity's stupid. Yep. That is that is the view that the false gods have. Is like, essentially, I'll protect you in wartime and try to make sure that your land is taken care of so long as you do everything that I want, you know? Whereas, like, the biblical story is, like, God made you because he wanted you to exist right. and because he loves you. And, yeah, you're going to have some purpose and some things to do in life, and you're going to serve him. But, like, you exist first and foremost because he desired that you exist. Like, you're not an accident. You're not nothing. He put his own image on you so that you you would have your own kind of power and authority over this world and, and show the world what he looks like as you go through it. Uh, and when you actually image him correctly, the world will be filled with love and people will be touched and served because you're doing exactly what God has done for you. Like that's a, that's a completely different like worldview. Whereas you see this kid when he finds out like, Oh, I'm a crazy immortal being. It's like instant. So instant that for me, it was, it was the most jarring part of the story because it happened so fast. In my opinion, you just suddenly yeah. like, Oh, I'm the best. Screw this. I'm out. Dad, I hate you. I was like, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've been, I've been thinking about that too. Um, I've been thinking about that a lot uh, because I actually think it, it works really well because I think we have a real world comparison for, for me on like my end. So like when we have like rich children, right? Like very rich, they in, have inherited millions of dollars. Before that point, they're usually pretty decent. Like before they've in, in inherited like the, the ridiculous sum of money. Um, they're usually decent children you know they they're still learning they're still like making mistakes in life so it's that's fine like they're kids we don't expect them to be perfect but uh they're usually pretty good it's not until they've then been given a small loan of a million dollars <throat> uh that they then become such a a menace they they think that they just deserve everything that like it's owed to them um, therefore they get, should get what they want. They will throw fits if they don't. Um, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, we see like real world that happens like in a day people switch from this, like, Oh, I care about people because like they didn't have all this power. And then, cause in America specifically money is, is very powerful. Um, if you have a lot of wealth, you, have the ability to take advantage of a lot of people and a lot of systems and that's very dangerous so you have to be very careful about how you spend money in america um i think it's one of the things we're called to a lot and we kind of see how the way that atreus loki is using his power uh is very negative he he literally stabs another uh another no, like false god right he literally stabs another their false god and there's like well he's dead you know yeah he, he gets dark, dark and it's real just quick <laughs> it's like why why would he do that like the entire time i'm playing i'm literally asking like why would he do that and i i have to like i have to understand that we have people that that are are very similar to that in the real world 
that just don't care about other people to the point that they're like, well, yeah, I have like millions of dollars. What does it matter if, you know, I'm trying to continue to like grow my wealth so substantially and hoard it and not use it like to help others? What does that matter? Like, if you think about it, like your in a, in like unwillingness to help others is just as bad as you like killing someone else. Like that's literally, you know, you know that people are hurting, you know, that people uh, need more in order to survive. You see that there, um, there are people that are homeless on the streets, uh, specifically in the city that you live in. Cause guess what? Most cities in America are not, not, you know, free of that. Uh, you know, this is happening but you're choosing that you're not going to invest that money into something to help them. Instead, you're going to choose to only invest your money in ways to help yourself. Mm-hmm. We see billionaires do that. We see people with power do that. We see government officials do stuff like that. So I think that it really fits. I think it shows kind of a reflection of America and in similar ways that pastors try to like, you know, turn the mirror back on, you know, the church and show like, hey, look what you're doing right now. Look how this doesn't match up with what the Bible is showing. We need to go out and help people. Remember, like we need to go back out and and use and become the light of God and like and and like follow God and reflect God. Um, or how we show that like, hey, we don't want to follow this part of culture. We want to we want to become something different than what the culture wants us to become. Um, in the same way, this game's kind of reflecting back at the American people, in my opinion, saying, Look at what power does. Look at what this kind of this system of uh, oppression does. And it can become so bad. It can become, and so quick. It can come so fast and so almost, it's almost irredeemable. Like immediately in my mind, I was thinking like, oh my goodness, this feels real irredeemable just like immediately. Um, but that's because I'm human and I, I'm not God and I'm really bad at like wanting to like redeem others. Um, but it's not irredeemable, right? And that's the biggest thing we learn in, in the Bible is that there is nothing, nothing um, that we can do as humans that can't be forgiven because Jesus paid an ultimate sacrifice. Um, and we're called to live like that, not like Atreus, not wanting to just show that we, when we gain power, we should just snap and become these maniacal, uh, devious, evil people and don't don't get me wrong. When I was talking about millionaires and stuff like that, there are plenty of good millionaires, billionaires that are helping people in their communities, that are investing in things that, to help their community. So I don't want to make it seem like you know all of them are bad. But there are bad people with the, that kind of money, and hopefully, hopefully they can uh, repent of some of that stuff. Yeah, and I mean, it whether it's human or spiritual, when things tend to get power and money and you know wealth of any sorts like it it tends to backfire on character if we're really not grounded i've read it a hundred times but i'll read it again anyway psalm 82 is where god takes his place in the divine council and all of the little g gods all of the false gods not false as in necessarily not real, not that every false God is real, but some of these beings who have been granted authority by God to reign over the nations as Deuteronomy 32, eight paints it. He brings all of them in 
and he he tells us why they're wrong and why they are judged and uh what he says in psalm 82 is how long will you judge unjustly show partiality to the wicked give justice to the weak and the fatherless maintain the right of the afflicted and the destitute rescue the weak and the needy deliver them from the hand of the wicked uh, they have neither knowledge nor understanding. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. I said, you are God's sons of the most high. All of you, nevertheless, like men, you shall die and fall like any prince. Uh, and so when you see like, why are the false gods going to be condemned? Why is this lake of fire exist in revelation for them and all of their followers to be tossed into? Well, it's the same reason that Jesus drew the lines later between sheep and goats. Ah, who took care of the poor and hungry and the naked and and those in prison and those at the bottom of the social ladder? Okay, you're the sheep. The rest of you, lake of fire is the result of judgment because you did not care about those around you. You did not image God. You did not love. You let your own ease and power and... Um, authority and wealth and all that just turn you off from the rest of the world. So you see both spiritual entities and physical entities being judged by um, by the fact that they they uh, they don't use what they have to to serve others, and that's that's part of where this story becomes. Uh, I think. Uh, uh, it just kind of catches your attention because we see that in human life all the time. But in this one, it's drawing a story of like, watch watch some kid discover that he is indeed a, a demigod of sorts. And just immediately, it's like all the power. Yeah, everyone's stupid and they serve me. And, and in that light, you're right. They all do look like little children. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all about me, serve me. And uh, maybe I'll do some things for you if you do. Thanks for me. So, yeah. Whereas, I mean, the more I play, God, the game, on the other hand, makes it rain on the just and the unjust, right? Yep. So that's difference. Yahweh takes care of you regardless. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. No. 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 The I was I was just saying the more I play through the game, the more I uh, realized like the implications that were kind of being set um, from like Kratos teaching Atreus like. Kratos is is starting starts the game like no we sh- you should hate the gods boy and uh you should like you shouldn't worry about gods you shouldn't like you they they're not here to help you they're not here to give you anything um and he's talking about these false gods um I don't think Kratos knew uh this, knew Jesus but, this game is not about <laughs> Christianity at all no. so. <laughs> uh, uh, so, but he's talking about all these false gods, right? And he's talking about how they, they're, they're, they're not good people. Like, none of them. Even Kratos, the guy you're, uh, that you control throughout the game, and Atreus, who you control throughout the game, they're not, like, good people. Kratos is trying really hard to, like, redeem himself as much as he can uh, from his past actions, which feels really good. Because we saw him, if you played the old games, you played through that with him. Uh, maybe you're kind of wanting to repent of those actions as well. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, like, it feels good, like, defending a child, like, throughout the game, trying to teach a child, like, how to grow, how to become 
even though you have all this power, even though you have all this ability, because being a follower of God gives you a lot of power as well. And it's something that you have to learn to control. You know, you have the ability uh, when you start to get, um, you start to get in so, so like social circles that uh, can like advance you like career wise, you have to realize like, Hey, maybe I shouldn't be using church for this. Um, and cause when you do, you start to make that career in the church become the same thing. And that's not, that's not healthy either. Right. Um, they, they have to, they, they have to maintain this kind of like separate idea and you have to treat them as not a place. Cause you don't go to church to, to make connections in order to uh, grow your business. Right. And I think a lot of people do try to do that. Um, and they, they have the wrong intention for um, going into a church. It's, it's more about like connecting to them and like um, gaining people they can work with. And I, I, I see that in like God of Wars, like how they, how it teaches and how like um, Kratos is kind of teaching Atreus, like, Hey, you need to, you need to like have this separation of like how you're using your power. Um, that like, that's, that's, that's your physical power, right? Um, but we also have spiritual power of being able to like cast out demons to heal that were gifted from Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Um, that you have to learn to control because uh, the apostles of Jesus were like, "Hey Jesus, what if we just like took out everybody right now? Flames from heaven, let's just take them out." And Jesus is like, "What? <laughs> what?" <laughs> Have, have I ever done that? Does it look like I was ever going to do that? I said um, anything <laughs> at all. <laughs> I would lead Evan, you to believe. And they're like, well, no, but you could, right? And he's, it's just basically like, yeah, I, don't do that. And like, we, we see the same kind of thing going on. Like, you have this power, Atreus. Like, he's teaching him before, he, before Atreus even knows that he is a god. He's teaching him that like, just because you're God doesn't make you good, doesn't make you right. Because Atreus immediately thinks that, you know? Like, from the beginning of the game, he's just kind of ignoring his father. Like, And if anything... Yeah, right? okay. Yeah. I mean, that's what stands out about Yahweh and about Jesus, right? It's like, just because he does exist, he is good and he is right and he is love. Yeah. Whereas all these other false gods are, are not. They are inferior... And they are, I mean, even Job says God does not trust his holy ones. So like the hosts of heaven, like apparently God doesn't trust them. <laughs> They've crossed the line enough times. That's why you have, you know, like a third of the army of heaven fallen in revelation and all this is because there is only one God who is good just by his very existence. And that is Yahweh himself. The rest are like us. They're imagers and weak. And until we put on the resurrection where our minds are completely renewed to no longer sin and want to sin, uh, we and spiritual beings still have this inclination to fall into imperfection and sin. Yeah, so it's just... Yeah. It's so strange to me that this game about you know, Greek and uh, like uh, Norse. A weird conglomerate of everybody's mythologies. Still has 
quite a bit to teach us about like these these false gods i feel so i i think that was the perfect time for you to be reading the unseen realm for the first time is when you're going through a game about these false gods honestly like because <laughs> they're so they're they're so bad at everything and then i look at it and i'm like oh my goodness i make a lot of these same mistakes okay well maybe i'm also this bad and need to learn from them like you know we 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 see freya um towards the beginning of the game she's like this nice helpful person they call her a witch because she does magic but we find out she's actually a god as well um i already did a spoiler alert if you listen to that that's your own fault but like you learn that you know freya is also so a god and Baldur's her son and that she was willing she was like no i need you to stop trying to kill my son because that's what kratos is trying to do um towards the end of the game um because Baldur just is has gone crazy um and is trying to just destroy everything in his path because you know he we know what Towards the end of the game, what he was actually trying to do, he was actually trying to get to Atreus the entire time um, because Atreus was Loki, and there's a bunch more we're going to learn about in the next game, I'm pretty sure, um, as to why specifically he was coming after him. But we see that Freya is basically like, no, like I, I need to protect my son, even if it means... Um, even, if it, if, even if he is terrible even if he is evil like i'm still needing to protect my son which was very strange to me um but the more i think about it the more i'm like that kind of resembles like like jesus more than anything else in that like in the in the game is when she's just like okay yeah kill me if that'll if that'll make you if that'll make you feel better um, go ahead. And we know... Oh, uh, was she telling Balder yeah. to kill her or something? It's been a while since I've played it. Yeah, so she tells Balder, like, she's just like, yeah, kill me. Um, go ahead. She's willing to sacrifice herself if it means that, like, her son will stop what he's been doing. Um, because that's what we all kind of think he's there for, is to kill her. Um, which isn't the actual case once you actually look through the game. But that's what we thought was that that was all for. So she was kind of willing to die um, in order to stop a lot of killing um, and a lot of horrendous acts because um, that's what she she thought that he was just really angry at her and he wanted her dead, which he probably did because he was kind of crazy. And by kind of, I mean very. Um, but she was willing to take that kind of a sacrifice because it was her her son, right? And we kind of got the same explanation from Kratos when Atreus is asking him, hey, why like would you if if i was going crazy and like killing everyone would you let me kill you too to stop it and he was like yes boy yeah and, and i was like i was at first i was like that that is so stupid no you should not do that and then i thought about it and i'm like no that's like the responsibility of like a parent is like no matter how much my son or my daughter would do to like wrong the world i have to be willing to take like that upon myself and we saw that from jesus we saw that from god like all of my children are destroying everything and each other they don't know what they're doing to each other they don't know how much they sin but they're willing to still but god brings himself down in flesh and says 
I'm going to, I'm going to die. You are, you, 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 you are going to kill me. You are going to kill me. And I am going to forgive you for everything that you have done. Like, what? Dude. It just doesn't make any sense. Because, like, it wasn't, it wasn't just... Uh, it wasn't the, the Greeks who came in who killed Jesus. It wasn't the Roman Empire. Yeah. It was a Roman way of doing it, but it was the Jews who convicted him. Romans were like, I have no idea why you want to kill this guy. What has he done? Healed the sick? He, he's helped the poor? Why do you want to kill him? And they're like, kill him! And he's like, okay, you know, Pontius pilot you know he's like okay great and then he washes his hands as if that doesn't hold him responsible for still allowing it to happen but you know whatever <laughs> yeah this is we just keep repeating it and i think god of war in those scenes that's what he that's what it's kind of like showing is that it's the responsibility of like a parent um and i don't i don't think i really understood that because i'm not a parent you are yeah. do you want to give some oh. more well, I don't usually think about my children killing me, but uh, <laughs> I do see the overlap that you ended up going with, though. I, I never thought of it quite in that way. Uh, you know, and I think what I love about that is so many people want the cross just to represent one thing, you know, and usually in the evangelical church, it's forgiveness, 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 forgiveness. That's what this is all about, which is a part of what it is about. You know, Jesus sat in and our place we deserve judgment and death and yet he took it for us and now we can turn to him and find uh freedom from judgment and death but that is almost the only way it was ever phrased to me growing up uh whereas the bible explodes with different directions to take the cross um and scholars actually have this problem too sometimes where they narrow they narrow their minds too much on what the cross does because it's like why did it happen? What was the one singular reason as to why it happened? We got to figure this out. And other scholars are like, there's lots of, re like, God is bigger and wiser than just have to communicate one principle and, and one thing. And I think when you look at the cross, you not only have forgiveness at play, but you also have um, conquering the powers at play. That's another theme. But also, I think God saying, you are capable of this. This yeah. look at this. All of you decided to take some nails and 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 like nail a man to a beam of wood and watch him bleed out as a community. You are capable of this, and I'm exposing that right now. You know, like he he took the electric chair and he said, "Is this right? Think about it." So there's also this social dynamic of of yes i will allow you to do this in hopes that it will wake you up to just how ridiculously evil <laughs> you all can be when you do things like this and i think that's kind of the mother's hope in that part on god yeah. of war is like i'll let you kill me in hopes that like that wakes you up and i think we all have those kind of startling wake up moments where somebody sometimes you 
you, for example, you've told your child a hundred times, don't do that. Don't do that. It's bad for you. Don't do that. You don't understand what's ahead of you. If you do that, don't do that. Don't do that. You'll, you'll be addicted to this drug. If you even try it once, you know, so on and so forth. And, uh, eventually the kid or adult, you know, whatever, they might finally fall into whatever it is that they were told not to do. And the parent has no ability anymore to like say no. Yeah. Um, and now they have to get to the point where it's like, I, I warned you as much as I could. And now that you've been exposed to it, you've probably learned your lesson, but it's also going to be really hard now to fix it. So, you know, like does Balder end up killing his mom? Her hope I think would have been like, this will wake you up to the evil inside of you and, and you'll finally repent just like you have, Kratos kind of doing exactly. to have this game. He's been woken up to three games. <laughs> because yeah. he killed his father. He did the same thing. His father is Zeus. Um, and he killed, at the end of the third game, you kill Zeus. And uh, so he killed his father. He knows what that looks like. He knows um, what that, the atrocity that he just committed and the cycle that he has perpetuated. Um, of of sons killing their fathers um, and he understands that that cycle is just so corrupted it's so wrong um, but I don't think he was thinking with like a Christ mindset right of like this will wake yeah. you up I, he was thinking of, of it and, no he's Kratos <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't think like this. and he was thinking like I need to end this cycle like this needs to stop we need to stop having sons killing their fathers and i think he's got the right idea we do need to stop having sons kill their fathers we do need to stop having um we do need to stop that cycle of us the children of god um like killing our our father jesus we need to stop sinning against him we need to stop fighting him um but i think he he went around he went about it in a way that perpetuated more problems as we see at the end you know what's thor gonna do now What's what, what's Odin going to do now? They're probably very angry um, at, you know, their son and grandson dying. Um, so it's it's very interesting. And I, I think they're actually putting repercussions for him doing something like that. You know what I mean? Like Freya's not happy with him. Yep. I, I don't know. I, I think they did a really good job with the story to tell something that makes sense morally like he still made a bad decision at the end of the game unfortunately um he didn't need to kill boulder and he did anyway yeah there was a way to resolve it and there are now repercussions from it yeah and of course what we're doing in this podcast is more or less just pulling out themes uh written in human stories yeah. over this and trying to apply them to to you know our spiritual lives themselves we're not necessarily like <laughs> trying to pull out uh, uh false gods and all this stuff but the story itself brings up a lot of themes that are important to uh think about and otherwise the weird thing to me was i was waiting for like this epic like end like what is this story doing and i realized like the whole story was just it was all side material the main focus was supposed to be about spreading the ashes of your mom, <laughs> like going on a journey from point A to point B to spread ashes. And some stuff happened along the way because more or less <laughs> where it goes. I love it. that the 
entire game basically tells you to just stay away from the side content the entire time. Like Kratos is like, no boy, we have a job to do. And like you're, I'm like, why Kratos? Like why are, why is this game telling me not to do this side content? <laughs> this has nothing to do with like spiritual application anymore. But uh, I, I thought it was just hilarious because I'm sitting there and I'm like, why, why is he telling me that? Like when I finish the game, like I'm going to have missed all this side content. Well, then I finish the story and he's, they're like, well, maybe that's what we're supposed to do, says Atreus to Kratos. Maybe we're supposed to help people. Why don't we do all this side content now? And Kratos is like, yes, boy. Sounds like a great idea. And I'm like, ah, I see. They hooked me. They hooked me. I was sitting there the entire time like, I want to do the side content, but I, I kind of want to get this story done. It feels weird to do all this side content if like, I'm just trying to get to this mountain to like get these ashes like poured off the I mountain, right? I did all the side content, so I don't know if I, I noticed that as strongly as you. <laughs> no, Kratos, I'm going to do this mission. Shut up. <laughs> I did one thing of side content, and it felt weird the entire time because Kratos just kept telling me not to. <laughs> <laughs> no, boy, we don't have time for this. You're gonna Stop going down the path. <laughs> take out, if you're going to take out that final Valkyrie, you're going to have to do some side content. I'll tell you that. Oh, I'm going to. I am so excited. I wanted to. I wanted so to see all the Valkyries. Well, I want to. Start I Valkyrie. gave up. I did all of them except the final one. I just couldn't do it. Yeah, I actually like like that. You're not like the goal isn't to kill the Valkyries. The Valkyries are like corrupted, and their souls have been like completely like corrupted and like destroyed. And um, you're actually like fighting them in order to free them from this like curse that's been put upon them. It's really cool. Nothing spiritual there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't read into that. Um, that one's like weird, and I wouldn't read into it like spiritually, because um, I, I think that there. It's good to like you know read into things sometimes, but that one is just like, no, they're just going for the like these Valkyries aren't bad guys. So like, how do we make them still be something you can fight? Uh, let's, let's say like they're corrupted. You know, it's 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 pretty basic video game stuff. But I know to the Christian world, they're probably like. That sounds like a demon. That's, no what demon. I've, that's what I've been trying to do in my D&D &D campaign, which I think is ending next week. Uh, sorry. I'm trying to figure out, being a pacifist myself, yeah. how to make you fight things without me feeling bad about it. <laughs> so it's the same, like, ah, how do we do Because I've been trying to communicate allegorical Bible stuff the whole time. Like, they're in Armageddon right now. And ultimately, in Armageddon, Jesus just walks in and says it's over and everyone loses you know he's, he's just the sword of his mouth wins but it's phrased almost as though like everyone's gonna fight and like i'm at the final epic battle i'm like are they gonna kill me now that i got them to level 20 and i'm just like all right allegorical jesus walks in <laughs> it's over <laughs> well, i mean they're they're people so what you could do with that kind of a thing right is uh and we're way off topic but that's okay um what you could do is build it up like extremely like this fight is going to be insurmountable get them all to be like almost uh down to like their mm -hmm. final hit points and then uh i don't know maybe like you talked about like the the wind like the wind of god like being like the kind of like the breath of god that like lead them throughout the entire thing right like campaign. oh well i didn't know that okay so <laughs> Whatever you've been doing uh, with God and like symbolizing him throughout the entire thing could come back at that moment and be like that, you know, 
that I yeah. Well, ultimately, that is what's happening right now. As I earthbounded them, they realized in the last session, nice. after trying to fight the enemy, that they couldn't and that they had to turn it over. So uh, the next session should be the last. And we'll we'll see. But hmm, That's exciting, though. Uh, but with God of War, I, I mean... I love the game. Final kind of like review for it would be just, it's fantastic. I 100% recommend playing through it. Um, if you have a if you have a thing with violence though, don't don't play it. Um, if if like violence is like something that like really um, sits on your soul and stuff like that, and you feel like it's really like pushing towards you, maybe video games aren't like for you, right? Though that is uh, not to get back into themes. I'll try to be quick here. They at the beginning, Atreus, like when he uses violence for like the first time, they like painted in a picture where it's like that was awful. I never, never want to do yeah. that again, you know. Whereas most video games are like, Who dare you to kill everything? This one was like, You just saw Atreus like attack someone and like he doesn't know what to do with himself. And it was nice to see a video game finally weigh violence in its own story yeah no for sure um it's a really good it's really good story i mean just even if you got spoiled to all of it and you watch through it now you're like oh wow yeah like i know everything still play it you'll still go through it and love every single moment of conversation between atreus and kratos um it's just yeah it's exactly the kind of story um I wasn't expecting from a God of War game. <laughs> Based on the six minutes I played of an older one, I can understand why. Uh, this is rated M for good reason, though, between violence and uh, oh, yeah. a lot of language. Yeah. Uh, so you'll need to... We are, you know, recommending this to the older, more discerning individual. Yeah. Um, because in the same way we talked about horror movies in the past. So if you want more of a discussion on, you know, horror and these other elements, uh, for more mature audiences and how, um, how Christians can still watch those things, still play in those video games and still be a part of, um, some of not, them, at least yeah, we're not painting this true of every last all thing. things. Yeah. I mean, you know, you have to, that's the thing is you have to be able to discern, uh, what those elements are that make it good and what makes it bad. Um, really don't recommend for anyone under the age of like 18 to be playing a game like this. Um, that's why, you know, 18 year old, 18 is kind of the, the, the age they give. Um, it's because we don't think before then, right, Jamin? We don't really think about those kinds of things. We're just like, all right, the, the big, the big like hits that I can get the combos. That was, that was me at least. <laughs> yeah and so uh yeah if you're older and discerning if not then hopefully some of the themes that we pulled out of this have been helpful for you as you think through through it there is the next one coming out i think it's what ragnarok yep, or something war ragnarok. so if they stay with the idea of this last game i'm excited for it if they decide like <laughs> let's go back to what we were doing then me and my own discernment, yeah. I won't be playing it because I, I, I can't enjoy those. Uh, there's even some games that I played as a kid, and I was a Christian, that like I 
really enjoyed and now like what i seem like i can't handle that anymore i think the younger me wasn't discerning enough uh when he was playing it because now i'm older or now i know more people's stories and things like that just like this doesn't feel good anymore so yeah i feel that for sure but you know maybe we can talk about more of those kinds of things on a different episode of the podcast indubitably so for now uh just a few quick announcements uh Tyler mentioned, you know, taking care of the homeless. January 27th, we'll be doing that uh, as a church gathering at the church at 6 a.m. in cars with those you're already exposed to in the midst of this pandemic. You'll be given a map to go search for some homeless. Any you find um, are added to the list to help increase uh, governmental grants and income to help with uh, serving the homeless through organizations throughout the year. And then um, we also start a new 12-8-bit Twitch channel um, where you can watch what we're doing on Monday nights when we're playing games, 5.30 to 9 o'clock with the whole community. Or you can just join the game itself just through our Discord. Just go to 128greenwood.com slash 1208-bit. And Tyler already talked about his Twitch stream, so what's your username so they can all go check you out? Yep, so you can find me at uh, uh, twitch.tv slash saltydog. That's S-A-L-T-T-Y-D-A-W-G. Um, and I'll welcome you guys to the doghouse when you get there. 